You're listening to the John Clark Cast, formerly the Private Practice Workshop Podcast. My name is John Clark. I'm a licensed therapist and a brand builder, marketing consultant, and a guide for therapists trying to build a better business without all the overwhelm. So glad you're here today. I hope you enjoy the episode. Let's dive in. All right, and we're live. We are live, more or less. Not completely live, but in this moment, we are live in this moment. So everything is really live, if you think about it. Everything in life is happening in this moment. And that's as existential as I'm going to get for this episode, as far as I know, as far as I've planned. Oh man, I've already started and restarted this episode three times. There's, it's this thing where I get a little bit nervous right before I hit the record button. And then I find something to nitpick about, like, um, you know, that you could hear me breathing or something, or there was a train in the distant background, like, nope, got to redo it. But ultimately, you just got to go into it, just got to dive in. Um, and so that's what we're doing. It's 10 p.m. on uh, Sunday night. And I'm trying this again, even though I'm tired. But uh, when I release this, ep- the episode uh, around the rebrand, around launching the John Clark brand, thejohnclark.com, it went really well. And I got a lot, of, a lot of really great feedback. And the irony is, it was a similar situation where it was really late. It was Sunday night, and I just felt like doing it. I just felt like uh, I tend to be most calm at night. And so I thought that was kind of a good a, a good uh, um, indicator that I should do an episode. And, oh, and my cat is completely destroying my pants because he's trying to climb them. I thought that was a good indicator. Anyway, the, the you know, the pattern of doing this or of having this kind of content-driven business is that you put stuff out there and there's this meme about, entrepreneurship and it's really reflective of content, which is that I don't, I don't know. It's this meme that basically one day you wake up and you're like, this is great. I'm amazing. My content's amazing. Everyone loves my blog. I can really do this. I'm owning my time. Hashtag lifestyle business, hashtag four hour work week, hashtag six figure business. And then like 30 minutes later, you're crying on the floor and you're like, everyone hates me. This sucks. It's never going to get better. And then a little bit later, you're like, ah, I made $5. And then you're like, oh, I think I can do this. And a little bit later, you're like, oh, I made another $5. I don't actually make $5, but that'd be pretty funny. Um, And then by the end of the day, you're like, oh, well, basically all my feelings were valid. But at the end of the day, it's it's all of the above, you know, Um it's it's the highs and the lows and riding the highs and the lows and being able to kind of balance out by the end of the day. That's that's kind of the nature of it, I feel like. So um, definitely putting out this content is no different. I just got back from Slowdown School. This was an amazing, life-changing week. Uh, Slowdown School is my friend Joe Sanok. 
Um, it's his event for therapists. It's a live event for therapists. And it's basically, um, it's basically a retreat for therapists who don't like conferences. It's the, it's the conference for therapists who hate conferences. And it's really not even a conference. It's a very um, tightly woven, high-impact, intimate week spent together. There was, uh, I think, 24 of us in total. Um, spending, spending the week together day in and day out at a school in Northern Michigan on the freaking lake, which is incredible. Doesn't look like a lake, doesn't function like a lake, has waves sometimes. And I had to ask someone, I was like, I think this is a stupid question, but do's, do's, does a lake have wake? you know, similar, and, and is it, is it affected by, are the tides affected by the moon? Like, like it is in the ocean. And luckily the person I was asking, thank you, Michael. He was like, yes, it is. Mm -hmm. It's, it's the same thing. I was like, sweet. So maybe that's, maybe that wasn't the, the dumbest question, but that's how big Lake Michigan is. That's so crazy. And people surf on it in certain parts of it, which is really wild. <clears throat> but basically I spent this week in Michigan with some really amazing, high achieving, big idea therapists. And, um, I felt really, really lucky to be there a year ago. As some of you know, I was there at slow down school. Um, I've been following my now friend, Joe Sanok for some years and, uh, learning about practice building. And then, uh, I, I took a chance and decided to go to slow down school last summer and met met him and spent the week with him and uh, Callie Higdon, who were really providing a lot of guidance at the time, as well as the other therapists who were there and my other great friend, Jeremy Sharp, um, thetestingpsychologist.com, who's just an amazing, outstanding dude and a real, a real guide for me as well. But basically, they all helped me get my, get my act together, see that I belong here in this industry, and help me elevate to the status of kind of becoming an influencer in the industry. And I think it's important just to own that, you know. We did a bit of a, uh, like a Q&A with each other. It was me and Joe and Allison Pigeon, uh, another consultant who works with Joe at Practice of the Practice. We did a little Q&A with each other. And I basically asked Joe, how do you become an influencer? Because um, I thought it'd be cool to hear his take on it um, and how he explains it. Because I've seen... I've seen myself go through this this past year and have also thought it would be really good to deconstruct this process of becoming an influencer so that therapists and the people uh, listening and following along to this, this podcast and listening and following along wherever can, uh, can understand how to become an influencer in their own respective space. It doesn't have to be, you know, if you want to become a private practice influencer or a practice building influencer, but rather an influencer in your respective domain. Um, and for you, that's probably clinical. So my, you know, one of my first, well, two, two things that I would say in terms of becoming an influencer would be number one, it's your content. Your content is what, what creates authority and creates a following. Even if that following is small, it could be small, but quite, um, quite mighty and quite loyal. So that content really is the driver of the business. That content is your engine. It's how you build the relationship with your audience. It's how you build credibility and authority. 
The other way I would say is really just building relationships with other influencers and, and allowing those connections to really elevate your status. I think that has a lot to do with it as well. So not being afraid to approach other influencers and saying, what can I see you doing this? I love this. What can I do for you? Or, Hey, I have this idea. What do you think about it? That's, and that's actually a really good, that's a really good way to think about it as well. I was thinking about this earlier um, during the week at Southern School and one of the therapists who, if you're listening, how's it going? I, I'm always hesitant to like call people out because it's always, it's usually a good thing. I'm like, oh, we had this interaction. It was great. But I'm also like in this era of technology and social media, you never want to, I don't know. You never want to reveal people's identity. It's like, if I say her name, then people will know her social security number automatically. And then my career will be over. That's basically the fear. That's the fear in a nutshell, all the way down the line. So anyway, I was talking with this therapist, Katie, and, um, she, she has this big idea and I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be big. I think it's going to be great. And what was cool is that as we were talking about it there on the beach at like 1130 at night and drinking beer, having a good time, she's like, what do you think of my idea? Just be honest with me, be brutally honest. And then she was like, what do you think is missing in the industry? And that was really cool too. That was really fun to be able to have that conversation with her and be able to kind of throw my, um, you know, put in my, my two cents uh, about that as well. So I thought that was really cool um, to have that conversation. And I feel like I should have probably asked that question more and more when I was getting started. Um, and so I think it's just a great question of like, what's, what's missing and ask, and then ask people who have a pretty good handle on what's going on in your industry and in your niche. And then, uh, and then go from there, plan accordingly from there. Cause I think that the temptation is just because I have an idea, it must be a good one, or it must be an idea that, that people want. And that's certainly not always the case. So we did talk a lot this week about the value of testing your ideas before you go for them. And, and, by ideas, I mean, usually an idea beyond just your practice. You could do it for your practice as well. But um, for this week, we're working with therapists on, for many of them, their big ideas or a big idea beyond um, running their private practice. So I think a couple of ways to test your ideas um, along in, in that vein is to ask questions like that and ask them to influencers. What do you think of my idea? Um, do you think it's uh, a worthwhile idea? Do you think it seemed useful to therapists? And then I would say to test it a little bit further and testing doesn't have to be super complicated. It could be as simple as you go online or go into one of these many, many Facebook groups and you say, here's my idea. Um, is this something you'd be interested in as a therapist, as a consumer? And if so, what would you pay for it and have them put a value on it? Um, and I would say, don't, don't put a value on it until you do that research. Um, cause a lot of times people, what people will say can be quite different from what you think it was going to be. So I would say allow for that, um, you know, allow for that, that process to really take place. Okay. We've talked about testing an idea. You can see how this episode is going to go, but you can also see that it's going to be similar to that last episode. It's going to be open in. It's going to be a little bit loose. And, um, and again, ultimately I've gotten great feedback on these episodes. So that's always the, kind of a trip to me as well as, you know, I put it out there and I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's so unstructured. It's so loose. Um, 
I'm just completely kind of off the cuff. And then people are like, love the episode. Best episode ever. Hashtag best episode ever. No one said that, but no one said it in the form of a hashtag. But if they did, I wouldn't be mad about it. So, you know, it's one of those things, what you, what we think is going to be good, or in my case, what we think might be not so good is often good. We have, people have different reactions. So we build things up in our minds to be a certain way. And then when we actually test them against reality, a lot of times we find out things are quite different, especially when it comes to doubting yourself or wondering, um, how am I going to be received? And I think that's been the biggest lesson for me in the past few weeks is how am I received? What do people really think of me in, um, in this industry and in this work and being, uh, I guess being more okay with asking and, and just hearing what people have to say. Um, the launch of the personal brand has had a lot to do with that and has really been eye opening in that regard. The feedback's been amazing really, really amazing and positive. And people have really given me a lot of amazing feedback around the, uh, the uh, new tagline business made human. Um, so that's been really neat as well. And people have said that tagline is fantastic. You know, it's, it's, it really hits home. It's fantastic. Um, and it really speaks to you. It's really, it fits. And that's been really cool as well. So it fits like a good, a good piece of clothing. So people have, been able to say that that really makes sense for you in particular. And I've even had some people say, you know, that the, the tagline is timely in, um, in what we need in our industry and what's missing in our industry. I think the, you know, in the, the now crowded space of practice building and practice coaches and whatnot, there's a lot of, um, get quick, get, <laughs> get quick, get rich, quick, schemes and make six figures overnight. And let me show you how to be rich as hell and this and that. And, um, you know, here's how I became a millionaire off of selling one online course and all this stuff. So it's, it's easy to become, to feel really behind by all that and feel like what's real on the internet. I definitely feel that quite a bit. And so this idea of business made human, I think resonates with people it's, and it fits into my, my brand and my lens for things, which is that I really want to teach about complex business and marketing and digital marketing ideas in a way that doesn't overwhelm people in a way that still feels, it, it feels okay. It feels human. And so the idea of business made human just came along and actually came along from, um, the, some of the designers that I worked with. Um, so it was just, it was cool that they had come up with that and really basically studied me and studied my brand and then just reflected what they saw and reflected that, um, in both the, um, what was the visual identity and also <clears throat> the, the voice of the brand and the words that we use to describe the brand. So that was, that was just really cool. And I'm, and I'm glad it's been well received. That's been really meaningful for me. And it was really meaningful at Slowdown School this week to be meeting therapists who have been following along and, uh, and tuning in and really appreciating the work that I've been doing. So that's cool as well. You know, there's always this discrepancy between like, again, what do people really think of me? Is this useful? Is this hitting home? Uh, am I measuring up? And then come to find out that there's people that are like literally quoting episodes and like, oh yeah, back in the the life-changing magic of KPIs, episode. You know, that was pretty cool. Um, we were doing some work, actually, we were doing some work about, uh, and, and key performance indicators came up 
and someone had quoted that episode. They're like, oh yeah, John, just listen to John's episode, the life-changing magic of KPIs. So that was really cool. That really meant a lot to me to be like, oh my gosh, this is great. Um, people are really taking this stuff home and, and thinking about it. Um, not just listening to the episode as like this, this passive thing, but really thinking about it, listening to it, figuring out how to incorporate this information into their lives and their businesses. So that just, that just meant the world to me. These episodes are just going to be me getting really sentimental about everything every single week. <laughs> oh man, not really, but that might be part of it. I'll have to do like a, a mini segment on the show where I can just be sentimental and talk about how much I appreciate people. <laughs> we'll like give it a really cute name and have a little, a little jingle that happens right before it, like the sentimental corner. And it's just me being sentimental and appreciating people. And then maybe crying a little bit on air and then apologizing for crying and then crying a little bit more because I'm apologizing and then crying a little bit more because finally I realize I don't need to apologize and I create this corrective emotional experience for myself. Basically just do self therapy on the air like that and, um, remove the need for me to ever go to therapy again. That's basically what I think is going to happen. There's a problem with being dry is that sometimes people get it and sometimes people don't like, so right now <laughs> you're either laughing and you're on the same page or you're like, Hmm, this guy truly needs therapy more than, more than ever. I'm, definitely needs therapy more than ever. Uh, or you're laughing and you get it. <laughs> and my therapy has been a big part of my experience and part of my, it's the best part of my training as a therapist. I was saying this earlier. I mean, I, I wouldn't go to a therapist unless they have been to therapy. I really believe that my goodness, that's, that's just a big part of, that's a big part of the preparation. You've got to do the work. You absolutely have to do the work. So the irony is that I'm sitting here staring at a list of bulleted points that I want to address today, roughly. And so far I've addressed mm, zero out of eight. So that's good. And let's check the time. I've been going for 17 minutes and 54, 55, 56 seconds. So that's good. Number one, I do want to talk about the power of slowing down working on this in my life. This is the Joe Sanok idea. This is a Joe Sanok original. So um, the idea is basically we run really fast in life and we don't really slow down and let our business breathe and step back and let the dust settle. And when we do that, we suffocate our creativity and ingenuity. So by slowing down and uh, this, this past week, basically we arrived in Northern Michigan and slowed down from Sunday night all the way to Wednesday morning. And we just chilled out. We went for hikes. We slept in. Um, we got massages, Thai body work. We just hung out on the beach, did nothing. Didn't check our email. It was sweet. It's amazing. And when you make room for creativity and for your brain to just be a brain and do what, um, it's, it's so good at doing your brain starts to do amazing things and you get clarity on the stuff that when you're running hot and you're overwhelmed and you're getting caught up in the minutia and the BS of daily life and business and all these little things that people need from you as a business owner, you, you can't really see clearly and you can't really 
you can't think as or, or operate as creatively as you could if you were to slow down. So that's the power of slowing down. And that's something Joe realized over time was so important. And it's been really neat to see that um, become a, people's, a part of people's lives as well, not only at Slowdown School, but after, and just incorporating that principle into their lives. Man, number two was the importance for me of having friends and of, uh, of having friends in the industry and having friends, people like Joe, who can really um, help me elevate what I'm doing, who can inspire me to do more and play bigger. That was really apparent to me this year. And it's been cool to see my relationship with Joe transform over the past year. Um, and just seeing that, you know, going from years of, of listening to him and following along and, and really looking up to him to now um, working alongside him. That was really cool. And he definitely reflected on that as well this past week. So it was really neat and, and just humbling to be working alongside him this year after years of, um, of wanting to tap into this industry and really become an influencer. So I'm still just feeling really humbled by that. We spent some time, and as we were doing these activities with the therapists who were there, um, Joe and I would do these activities with with each other a little bit. So part of what we did is basically visioning and strategizing for the upcoming year. And part of that process was to redefine my mission and values for my brand and my company, uh, for my and for myself. Right. So as I thought about redefining my mission, um, I just came back to the same the same question that got me started, which was the biggest question that therapists have is how am I going to get more clients? And I want to help therapists answer and overcome that question. That's basically it. Um, the other part of my mission is just because I can, why do I help? Why do I help therapists? Because I can, because I've learned over time that there's some things that I know and have picked up on that really go a long way for therapists. And so I'm willing to go to be kind of a half step ahead of therapists, um, and teach what I'm actively learning. So that's been a big part of it as well. Ultimately, I do see that my work with therapists, because I help you help more people, um, by way of doing so, I help reduce human suffering in the world, which is how I got started down this whole path to begin with in this path of becoming a therapist myself. So I'm still very connected to that, but it was cool to sit down and really uh, reconnect to that as well. Uh, also thinking about those values and kind of my brand values. I think the biggest one is to serve, is to really serve others. I come from a a background of nonprofit and and nonprofit outside of mental health industry. I worked for like 16 years for this group called Appalachia service project, uh, where we do home repair ministry and, um, uh, the rural Appalachian region done that for most of my life. And it's meant the world to me. So it's just this idea of, of leadership and, and servant leadership. So leading through being, um, a, a servant to others is a really big part of, um, what I want to embody. I don't always do it well. I don't always, it's not always super apparent, but in kind of thinking about that and reconnecting with that this week, it was really helpful to think about like, it's not about my blog or my podcast and my follow, how many followers do I have and this and that and selling online courses, but it's really about serving people. Um, Cause I think when you start really, really serve people, you forget about your ego and you forget about yourself a bit. And by doing so you end up discovering yourself so cliche when I say it, but it's, it's pretty true. So I'm just going to leave it out there. 
So that was really cool this week. Um, I got some clarity on my future and my work uh, and the future of um, my marketing team at Unconditional Media. You know, basically, I had I had set out a year ago when I was doing coaching, consulting with therapists, teaching them how to do their own digital marketing, and then I brought in uh, an SEO specialist and an AdWords specialist to to basically be an adjunct to the coaching work I'd done. And we've served hundreds of therapists this past year, uh, a lot, many of which, or most of which I haven't had direct contact with. And I've just kind of realized that even though that is a need and we're can certainly keep, we could on one hand keep heading in that direction of just serving hundreds more therapists this year that I really want to focus on going deeper with therapists and really, um, really tackling their brands and their, their messaging and their marketing from the ground up rather than just effectively treating, it's like treating one part of the body. So about 90% of what we do is AdWords. So running AdWords is, is a fantastic, um, part of a comprehensive digital marketing strategy for therapists, but it's like treating one part of the body. And so we can send all this traffic, this extra traffic to your site, but even though we deliver that traffic and those people right to your front doorstep, it doesn't mean they'll come inside, you know, and that's ultimately what you want. Um, so, and, and I also find that I just get the most out of, and I get the most meaning from working directly with therapists. And so, you know, basically I think what it's going to look like is, is slowing things down and, and basically going back to the original concept, which is having my marketing team as a supplement to coaching. So at this point, if you, if you've been thinking about working with my team or with me in some way, then what will happen is you, you and I will start by working together and you and I will dive deep into, um, who you are, what is your brand, really getting clear on that, um, finding the words to describe what you do, getting your website where it needs to be. So really streamlining and wireframing your website to make sure it's going to function well, making sure people know where to click, getting all the right buttons in all the right places. And only then when we've really addressed your brand and your copy and the functionality of your website, will we bring in my team to get it in front of more people and basically crush the Google game. That's, that's the next step combination of SEO and AdWords. So basically crushing the Google game with the help of my team. Um, if you're listening and you're already a UM client and haven't worked with me, then this is a good chance to, this is a good time to work with me because the reality is, um, even with the results you're seeing now, your results could be better if we really dove deep into your brand and into your website and clarified a, a, fant- a, a compelling tagline for you that, he, that intrigues, inspires, or excites people and encourages them to go deeper into your website. If we crafted a really compelling homepage copy for you, put the buttons in the right places, right? And then, and then clarified the message of your deeper pages within your website. The reality is you're going to get so much more mileage out of it. So I think that's the right way to address therapists marketing to address the brands of therapists. So that's, that's going to be the approach. Um, I'd love to help you out. I'd love to really do this, um, do this with you and, and really do it from the ground up. So if it sounds good to you, go to thejohnclark.com. 
you can click on work with me to fill out the application there. And, um, we get a lot of applications per week and we, we, um, we want to make sure you're a good fit. We want to make sure that you're serious about taking your business to the next level and, um, that you have some good foundations in place and that you're, you're willing to make the changes that we're going to suggest. So, um, the reality is we've, we've seen what works and we really want to make sure that what we recommend to you, um, is going to work for you. So, um, go to the John Clark, Clark with an E. Hopefully you know that if you're reading the name of the title of this podcast or the name of this podcast, thejohnclark.com and click on work with me to apply. And through that application, um, you'd be working with both me. And then when we're at that, the right phase of the work, we, we would uh, pull in my team, um, to do the, the done for you marketing parts, digital marketing parts. So it feels good to say that it feels good to be uh, on the right track of building a business that makes sense for me. That's ultimately why I got into this in the first place. So that's, that's, that's basically what we're doing. That's the nature of things. You know, that's the nature of effectively running a, uh, a startup and being a true entrepreneur, not just a person with a brick and mortar business trying to make it bigger. I think that you're a business owner in that regard. And a lot of people are just are business owners in that regard, but an entrepreneur is really creating things that haven't been created before and making a great deal of pivots along the way. And so this is one of many pivots that we've made, but I think it's a pivot in the right direction. So for me, this almost feels like a, a, a business new years of sorts, you know, and going to slow down school is, it kind of caps off in my mind, um, a whole year gone by. And with that year gone by and with this time of slowing down and reflecting, I've got a lot of clarity, excuse me, on what is, uh, what's next. So there you have it. Number six, not that I've been sticking to these numbers or saying them, but now I'm saying them, um, welcome to my life. Um, working with therapists in person for me is what it's all about. Holy crap. It's what it's all about. So all this digital stuff, it really has to lead to more in-person engagements with therapists. That's, that's what I really love the most. And in the times when I've had that and meeting with therapists in San Francisco and in Charlotte, my mastermind group in Charlotte, um, that I ran a while back, slowed on school last year. And then of course, slowed on school this year. It's what it's all about. You know, the reality is we've got to roll with the digital tides, man. But, uh, and that's the world we live in. But ultimately I love being with therapists in person. It's wonderful. And for me, coaching, uh, with therapists has really like my new therapy. And if you, um, if you do know a thing or two about me, you know, I'm a, uh, I'm a therapist through and through. Um, I've dreamt of being a therapist since I was in high school. It's always been my dream. I've always been on this path. So, you know, to me, coaching is just the same. It's just an extension of that. It's really therapeutic business coaching. So, um, I want to do more and more engagements with therapists in person. Uh, I've got a couple of those coming up. Uh, one is in October in Philadelphia with my friends, Ernesto, Katie Keats, May and Uriah in California. We are hosting the first get seen summit. It's the digital marketing summit for therapists going to show you how to get seen online. So if you're either in the Philadelphia area or anywhere nearby, basically the entire East coast, unless you're in like Florida, which in in that case, just take a, like a 30 minute flight to Philly, probably not 30 minutes, but close. Um, and we'd love to see you there. We've got early bird tickets that are about to run out. So go to get summit.com getseensummit.com for a day long intensive. Uh, we're going to teach you how to become your own 
digital marketing consultant teaching you how to get seen online. It's going to be a lot of fun. So that's an opportunity to hang out with me in person. And then of course the other one is um, coming up in January in Hawaii with Ernesto himself. Um, this is Ernesto's CEU event. So um, if you are interested in getting all the CEUs you need for relicensure or for whatever you need them for around a hundred other therapists in the beautiful Kauai in freaking Hawaii, then, um, then this is the conference for you. It's going to be amazing. Um, and a couple of us practice building people, practice coaches are going to be there talking as well and leading workshops. So that's at cavacademy.com. C-A-V, let me make sure this is right. Cavacademy.com. Yep. Cavacademy.com will take you to uh, the landing page um, for the CEU uh, retreat for therapists in Kauai, January, 2019 coming up. I'd love to see you there. It'd be fun to hang out with you in person. So, um, man, it, again, this past week in, in, at Soto school was just a real gift. I feel really, really blessed and fortunate to be, to have been there, spent time with the amazing therapists there. If you're one of them, thanks for hanging out with me and laughing with me and having fun and crying with me of sorts. <laughs> We had this kind of moment at the end of the week where we kind of process things and basically tell each other what we appreciate about each other. It's like my sentimental corner. Um, and we do it with therapists. So of course, there's some tears going to be shed, um, but some really meaningful and sincere moments there. And again, I, I guess the, one of the coolest parts for me was not only seeing the transformation in therapists and their ideas and taking action on big things and sometimes scary things, but also seeing, uh, you know, seeing that for some of these the therapists that I, that I matter to them and that, um, my content and my videos and my podcast and all this stuff that I really work hard on, um, day in and day out, week in and week out, um, it really matters to them and that people listen and they care and they're following along. So that, that gave me a lot of motivation just to kind of keep going and keep going in the direction that I want to go in. So, um, that's basically where my head's at now. So, you know, I appreciate you guys being here and following along up until this point. We're going to click into um, uh, basically a new rhythm of um, basically a solo episode and a interview each week. So two episodes a week. Uh, I think it's going to be Mondays and Wednesdays, Monday solo episode, Wednesday uh, interview episode. So we're going to be you know, getting in the groove and establishing some nice consistency for you guys. Um, other places to find me would be YouTube look up John Clark on YouTube. Um, and of course on Instagram at the John Clark, the underscore John underscore Clark. And you can find me on Facebook and join the Facebook group. So there's a hundred ways to engage with me. I'm out there in the interwebs every day and I'd love to, I'd love to connect with you and hear from you. And again, if you're, if you're thinking about, um, getting the help you need to build a, a better practice, a better business, um, and to do it in a way that is, that feels good in a way that is human and, uh, isn't, isn't overwhelming, then I'd love to hear from you. You can apply to work with me and my team at the John Clark.com. Uh, that's going to do it. Uh, for this episode. Thanks guys for being here and um, stay tuned for uh, this coming episode. Wednesday's episode is going to be with Howard Spector from Simple Practice. If you didn't already check out last week's episode with Amber Lida on how to build a baller online practice. Very cool episode, very fun, very hysterical, very funny, funny person right there. So thanks guys for being here. 
Hope you have a great week. See ya. Cheers. Hope you enjoyed today's episode of the John Clark cast. I'm your host, John Clark, licensed therapist, brand builder, marketing consultant, and guide for therapists. I help therapists build a better business without all the overwhelm. Do us a big favor and rate, review, and subscribe to our show on iTunes. Hope you have a great week. See you next time.